This story was told to me by a friend who claims it's a true story, but it seems a little far-fetched to me. You'll just have to decide that for yourself. There once was a land that was inhabited entirely by fawns. You know, the half-man, half-goat things from the Chronicles of Narnia. It was a happy place, but like most places, you had good, bad, quiet, and loud personalities. Speaking of characters, that brings us first to Octavius, a tall, good-looking fawn with chiseled features. He was also well-known for being a little brash, prideful, and impetuous. He was a lot of fun to be with at parties, but his company wasn't always appreciated when it came to the more important things in life. His best friend growing up was Malcolm, who was of average height, handsome, but with softer features. He was much more laid back than his friend Octavius, but confident, and when he made up his mind about something, no one was more driven. They were best friends until something happened, which happens in many friendships. They both fell in love with the same girl, although Octavius didn't know it. You see, Priscilla moved to their little village about six months ago. Being tall and fair-skinned with a wild beauty about her, every guy in the village instantly fell for her. However, it soon became known that she was a little fiery and very much in control, and she also had a bit of a stubborn side in her as well. Because of how confident and sure of herself she was, many of the young male fawns were a little intimidated by her, except for two, Octavius and Malcolm. However, Octavius, the brash young fawn, instantly asked her out, and since he was tall and good-looking, and everyone else was too timid to ask her on a date, she said yes. The laid-back fawn Malcolm did his best to hide his surprise and disappointment. He did his best to support his friend, leading us to our story today. Octavius and Priscilla had invited Malcolm to go with them on a picnic in the countryside, Malcolm, the third wheel, went, the whole time wishing he was the first wheel. It was a lovely day, the sun shining, the food delicious, and after the meal, they laid around and chatted for a bit. They, of course, got bored and decided to do some exploring. Years ago, it was rumored that there was gold in the hills of that land. So, mines sprung up throughout the hills. And it just so happened that those three fawns came upon one of those mines. They were all excited and wanted to explore the cave. Still, Malcolm, the most cautious of three, suggested they make sure they were prepared before rushing in because the mine looked pretty run down. So he convinced them, Priscilla at least, to go and get some water and torches before going inside. Malcolm also grabbed some rope and a stake. So when they got back to the opening of the mine, he put the stake into the ground and tied one end of the rope to it, just in case they needed something to guide them back. Into the cave they went. Once they were inside, they had to decide which mine shaft to explore. There were three to choose from. After some arguing between Octavius and Priscilla, they decided to go down the left tunnel. It was dark but the torches lit up the tunnel, casting eerie shadows on the walls, and they heard a few bats fly by as they walked along the tunnel. 
As they went, they saw quite a few side tunnels. Then, as they passed by another one, they saw a strange marking on the side of it. It looked like a fish hook with a heart stamped on top of it. Curious, they all, without saying a word to each other, turned and went down it. As they walked, they saw even more tunnels. They often saw one with a strange mark next to it and went down that one. After a few twists and turns, Malcolm's rope finally reached its limit. Concerned, Malcolm told Priscilla and Octavius that they needed to return and get more rope before they went any deeper. But Octavius had none of it. He knew that he would have to go back to town to get more rope, and by then it would be too late to come back, so they would have to wait until tomorrow. And Octavius, being the impatient fawn he was, wouldn't be able to stand that. While Priscilla knew Malcolm was right, her pride and stubbornness stood in the way of giving in and turning back. Malcolm did his best, but Octavius and Priscilla were determined to continue, even if Malcolm stayed behind. Malcolm tried to call their bluff, but they walked away from him down the tunnel. Malcolm stood there, unsure of what to do next. He knew it was a bad idea to keep going, but he couldn't leave Priscilla in this situation. So, after about ten minutes of Malcolm trying to make up his mind, down the tunnel he went. He followed the signs until, as he went down another tunnel, he heard voices, thinking it was his friends. He began to speed up, but he stopped dead in his tracks. Those voices were not Priscilla's and Octavius's. He put out his torch and crept slowly down the tunnel. He could see a faint light in the distance. As he got to where the light was, he saw something that froze him. There were two huge fawns on a log. One had horns down to the middle of his back and two long, ugly scars down each of his arms. The other had an eye patch and gold teeth, and they both had the strange sign tattooed on their right shoulders. What frightened Malcolm the most was that both his friends were tied up and hanging upside down from the tunnel's ceiling. What was Malcolm supposed to do? The fawns were twice his size. He knew he couldn't fight them. He could go and get help, but what if they did something to his friends while he was gone? After frantically thinking, he wondered if he could distract the two big fawns long enough to swoop in and make a rescue. He picked up some rocks, looking behind the two big fawns. He saw openings to several other tunnels. He took a rock, threw it into one of the tunnel openings, and bounced down it, making a huge racket. The two big fawns were instantly on alert. They stood there, ready for anything. So Malcolm repeated the process and threw another rock down a different tunnel. After this happened a few more times, and after some arguing between the two fawns, they both went down one of the tunnels to see what was happening. This was Malcolm's chance. He quickly went and started to untie his friends. The relief on both faces was evident. As soon as they were down and the relief had passed, Priscilla turned and threw her arms around Malcolm and apologized for not listening earlier. Octavius, however, did not apologize. In fact, Octavius seemed preoccupied. He was looking around the tunnel, and then he turned to them and said, Let's get ready to tackle them as soon as they get back. Both Malcolm and Priscilla looked at him like he was crazy. They are huge! We would have no chance at tackling them, said Priscilla. 
Didn't you hear what they were talking about while they were tying us up? asked Octavius. They were talking about money, and if we tackle them and tie them up, maybe we can get our hands on it. Or they will just laugh at us when we try to tackle them and tie everyone up again, snapped Malcolm. We have to run. You can run if you want, but Priscilla and I are staying here, replied Octavius. If you think I'm staying, then you are crazy, snapped Priscilla. Fine, then go. I'll get all the money all by myself, shot back Octavius. At that moment, everyone heard the voices of the two big fawns coming back up the tunnel. Malcolm sighed to himself as he watched Octavius get into a football stance. He knew he had to help his friend, but he also wasn't about to let Octavius's pride get Priscilla into any more trouble. So, turning to Priscilla, he told her to get help, and as he spoke, he could see that stubbornness rising in her, but he was having none of it at this point, and told her to just go. She reluctantly went back down the tunnel, and Malcolm looked for something to defend himself with. He saw part of what looked like a broken shovel handle and picked it up. While Octavius was front and center, looking like a linebacker, Malcolm moved to the side of the tunnel, hoping to get behind them and surprise them. The two big fawns were arguing as they came back up the tunnel. Then they saw Octavius, and they charged at him. And Octavius... The brash young fawn charged right back. Poor Octavius didn't stand a chance. He went flying back when the two huge fawns hit him. He hit that ground hard and was out like a light. Malcolm was able to get behind the two big fawns. He swung the shovel handle as hard as he could at the head of the fawn with the long scars on his arms. The handle snapped in half, but the big fawn just stood there and slowly turned around and looked straight into Malcolm's soul. Malcolm ran. He ran harder and faster than he had in his entire life. After twists and turns, he finally lost them and ran right into the biggest pile of cash he had ever seen. How did all this get here, he thought to himself. Then he remembered there had been a bank robbery a few towns over a few weeks ago. This must be the money from that bank. And the two big fawns had to be the thieves. What was he going to do? He prayed that Priscilla hadn't made it out and help was coming, but he knew he couldn't count on that. There were way too many tunnels, and for all he knew, she was lost roaming the tunnels. Then he saw something that bolstered his courage. A gun! Just an old shotgun. He picked it up, and to his relief, it was loaded. He began to backtrack, and it was difficult, but he slowly began to recognize the tunnels. As he came close to the place where he had found his friends tied up, his heart sank. There was Priscilla on the ground, unconscious. They must have found her, but he now had the gun and would rescue Octavius and Priscilla. Then he realized he didn't see Octavius. Had he escaped? Then Malcolm felt his head burst into a thousand stars as his sight began to fade. He looked up into Octavius's eyes. When Malcolm woke up, his head was pounding, and he was trying to remember where he was and what had happened. 
Then it all came back to him. Octavius had knocked him out. He couldn't believe it. They had been friends since they were babies. As they got older, a rivalry had been brewing under the surface, but had it really come to this? Malcolm looked around. He was tied up and upside down in the corner of the cavern at the other end, where Octavius and the two big fawns were splitting the pile of money into three equal piles. The look on Octavius's face terrified Malcolm because greed had completely taken over him. Then, Malcolm became aware of someone crying to the right of him. He looked over and saw poor Priscilla. You could see the fear and hurt dripping off her body. However, she wasn't tied up. Octavius walked over and said, Don't cry, my dear. I've worked it all out. I helped capture Malcolm, and they gave me a cut of the loot. Now we can run away and get married. You have lost your mind, cried Priscilla. How could you do this to your best friend? Ask Judas why he betrayed Jesus, snapped Octavius, and he turned and walked away. After he had gone, Priscilla noticed that Malcolm was awake. She rushed over to him. Are you okay? stuttered Priscilla. I've been better, Malcolm replied with a slight smile on his face. Then Priscilla asked, Why didn't you ask me out on a date when I first came to town? What? Why are you asking me this now? replied a startled Malcolm. Just tell me. Malcolm looked at her for a minute, then said, Well, I was going to, but Octavius asked you, and you said yes, so I just respected it. This whole mess is all my fault, groaned Priscilla. This mess isn't all your fault. Octavius just got blinded by the money. He has always been impetuous. This time he's just gone too far, replied Malcolm. You don't understand. This isn't just about the money. This is about me being in love with you, cried Priscilla. Malcolm was shaken, and his heart skipped a beat. Wait, what? You're in love with me? Priscilla stopped him before he could go on. Let me finish. You caught my eye as soon as I moved to town. You were quiet and handsome, but you never asked me out. And I knew Octavius was your friend, so when he asked me out, I thought it could be a way to get closer to you. I think Octavius realized it quickly, although he never said anything. I know I was wrong, and now I'm paying for it. Malcolm didn't know what to say. He had been betrayed by his best friend, hit over the head, and had just been told that the girl of his dreams was in love with him, but had also used his best friend. Priscilla was crying again. Malcolm looked up at the two big fawns and Octavius. They were almost done splitting the money up, and Malcolm knew he had to act fast if they were going to escape. Priscilla, he whispered, untie me fast while they're focused on the money. She looked up with a dazed look in her eyes. Then the realization hit, and she scooted beside him and began to untie him. He kept his eyes on the trio, counting the money. He was terrified that they might look over and see what was happening, but they never did. 
Once she had him untied, he kept his hands behind his back just in case they looked over. He wasn't really sure what to do. He could feel Priscilla's expectant eyes on him. She was waiting for his marvelous plan that was going to save them so he could take her away like a knight in shining armor and they could live happily ever after. But the way things looked, Malcolm didn't think they would have an ever after, happily or otherwise, at least not in this world. Then the unexpected happened. Just as they had finished splitting the money, the fawn with the eye patch turned and punched Octavius and knocked him out cold. Both Malcolm and Priscilla were shocked. The two big fawns just laughed and said, What a fool! He really thought we were going to split with him. Then they turned to Malcolm and Priscilla and said, Have fun being buried alive. Then struck a match and lit a fuse that began to shoot off down another tunnel. Then the two big fawns went off down a different tunnel, money in hand. As soon as the two fawns disappeared, Malcolm jumped to his feet and would have fallen over if Priscilla hadn't been there to grab a hold of him. He was still stiff from being tied up. He gathered himself, quickly went over to Octavius, and tried to pick him up. What are you doing? cried Priscilla. He betrayed you. Yes, he did, but we still have to help him. Help me, we don't have much time. I don't know how long that fuse is, and we don't want to be in here when that thing blows up, hollered Malcolm. They got on each side of Octavius and half carried and half dragged Octavius down the tunnel they had first come down. Could they find the rope in time so they could use it to guide them out before the place blew to kingdom come? They made a few turns and went down a few tunnels they thought looked familiar. Panic began to grip Malcolm. They still hadn't found that rope. They could hear the fuse echoing down one of the tunnels behind them, then to his relief. He saw the end of the rope sticking out of the tunnel up ahead and to the right. As soon as they got to it, the fuse went silent. Time seemed to stand still. Then, the entire mine shook as the explosion knocked them and a bunch of debris to the ground. After the place stopped shaking, Malcolm slowly got to his feet and checked on both Priscilla and Octavius. Octavius was still out cold, but okay, and Priscilla was shaken, but had a determined look on her beautiful face. Behind them, big chunks of rock had fallen, but the tunnel ahead where the rope led was clear for the most part, to the relief of Malcolm and Priscilla. Then another noise brought the fear rushing back. A roar of rushing water came from deep in the tunnel behind them, Without saying a word to each other, Malcolm and Priscilla grabbed Octavius's arms and took off. They ran, tripped, and stumbled, following every twist that the rope made while they heard the water coming down the tunnel, getting closer and closer. Even in the madness of this moment, Priscilla couldn't help but think and thank God that Malcolm had insisted on bringing that rope. By the time they saw the entrance, the water had caught up to them but had stopped rushing. However, the water level was rising and was waist-high, and they struggled to pull Octavius up the hill. Then they saw a face at the entrance of the mine. It was Malcolm's uncle, Homer. Then more faces appeared, and soon a bunch of different-sized fawns were scrambling into the tunnel and pulling the trio out into the fresh night air. Malcolm and Priscilla lay there exhausted. 
Malcolm's uncle and the rest of the fawns were asking them all kinds of questions as well as chattering with each other in excitement. Malcolm and Priscilla looked at each other. Then Malcolm reached over and took her by the hand, and they both smiled. The two big fawns were tied up with the money sitting on a rock next to the still unconscious Octavius. Malcolm's uncle and the rest of the search party had run straight into them, barreling out of a tunnel. And after a wild shuffle, the rescue party had tied them up once they saw the money. They knew it had to have come from the bank. Then Octavius sprung to his feet, grabbed the money, and took off down the mountain. Everyone stood there shocked. Then Malcolm hopped to his feet and ran after him, but it was too late. Octavius had disappeared. The following week was spent by most of the fawns from the town looking for Octavius. A reward had been posted by the bank that would be given to the person who found and returned the money. The only two fawns who weren't out looking for Octavius were Malcolm and Priscilla. They had spent the week recovering and spending as much time together as possible. It was Saturday evening, and Malcolm had walked over to Priscilla's house. As soon as he got there, he knew something was wrong. All the lights were off, and when he knocked, no one answered. Then he heard voices coming from the backyard. As he went around the house, he could hear a very agitated Priscilla. Concerned, he picked up his pace, and then he heard Octavius's voice, and he broke into a run. When he came around the house, he saw Octavius pulling Priscilla's arm, trying to convince her to go with him. At the same time, Priscilla was trying to break free from his grip. Malcolm lowered his head and charged and blasted Octavius, sending him flying. When he hit him, the backpack Octavius had burst open and money began to rain down all around Malcolm and Priscilla. That Monday, both Malcolm and Priscilla received their share of the reward. When asked what they were going to do with the money, Malcolm said, It depends. Then he got down on one knee. It looked like there would be a happily ever after, after all, except for Octavius, who now had two big, unhappy roommates. <laughs>